What's up, y'all? This is Nina Perez, and this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. And I know that you are here to listen to the best humans on the planet to grow, challenge, and transform your thinking. Let's do this. I am so stoked that you're here. You guys are such an amazing group of people. I love straight talkers and you guys know that you guys are always connecting and, and telling me how much you love my guests. So I found another amazing gem for you guys. His name is Parker Harris. And by the time he was 17 years old, he had already started his first company and was also recruited by the president of the United States to speak at leadership conferences across the country. And at age 20, he almost died in a car accident. So I do want to talk about that because today he leads Junto Global, which has served thousands of entrepreneurs to connect with like-minded peers and build the relationships, health, and business they deeply desire. I know a lot of you are uh, CEOs and uh, entrepreneurs and leaders and all that. So I know this conversation is going to be fun. So welcome. I know it says Zachary Parker Harris on his name there. So just, just so you know, it is Zachary Parker Harris, but he goes by Parker. So how are you, Parker? How are you doing? I am living my best life, Nina. I can't hear you. There you go. Okay. Say that again. Uh, I am living <laughs> my best life, Nina. <laughs> I'm so jealous right now. Okay. So tell us about your best life. Who is Parker and how are you living your best life? Yeah. Well, currently my wife and I are traveling the world, looking for home together and getting wow. to know each other. We got married late last year um, after being together for nine years. So. I think at the end of the day, who I am is someone that really values uh, exploration and mm. adventures. My favorite quote is, life is not a problem to be solved, but an adventure to be lived. And so I'm embracing that love adventure. It. I love it. And uh, I also consider myself a, a lifelong learner, a student of life. And I'm really passionate around holistic success. So not just financial success, but also success in health and relationships and yeah. fun and impact. And, and for me, that that's really led to a personal development journey that I'm continuing to learn to think accurately about and, and build awareness of, of who I am and the conversation I'm having with myself so I can, I can be better for others. That's so good, right? Because I think one of the, the big um, challenges, I think for, you know, CEOs, especially that are leading like, uh, you know, these big companies, right. And they're top 1% of their earning capacity and all that kind of stuff is that they at times do not know how to separate that, right. How to, how to separate that, that work life and, um, uh, their actual life and how they can actually meld those two together. Right. Parker, because a lot of times we are, we're challenged with that, right. We work ourselves almost to death. Right. And so we, we forget about our personal development. We forget about exploration and travel and curiosity and all those great things that really bring um, adventure to life. And I know that for me, I, I've got myself almost to the point of, of illness. Right. Because I, um, you know, just, just striving to get up that corporate ladder and becoming a director and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Right. So just climb, climb, climb uh, to the point of an autoimmune condition. So mm -hmm. and this is and I'm not the only one. It's like the, the more people I speak to, Oh, your mother. Yes. Tell me about that. Uh, my mom has rheumatoid arthritis, which is a terrible mm -hmm. autoimmune disease from just working very, very hard and also working to be a great mother and yeah. forgetting about herself. Yeah, it's exactly right. And I was listening to, um, I was listening to someone today's a scientist, uh, it'll, Bruce Lipton. And he was talking about how people, 
um, don't care about themselves the way they should. And he said, uh, I bet you people will feed their dogs better than they do themselves or treat their animals better than they do themselves. And I'm like, wow. Like that was like a boop eye opener because it's true. My dogs I cook their food. You know what I mean? Like I literally make their food. I make sure that it's all natural. There's no additives or ingredients, right? Yet I'm struggling with an autoimmune condition because I didn't take care of myself. So, um, you know, that's I, I love that you're taking a holistic approach. And I think that for those who are listening that are really struggling right now with that, it's okay to take a holistic approach and it's okay to look at your life and say, okay, where do I want to give and take here? I don't want to like work 50, 60 years and then die because I got, you know, illness from working. And this happens, right? Parker, I'm sure you've seen this a lot and you've had your own business since you were 17. So how did you change that trajectory for you? Yeah, there's so much to unpack there, Nina. I'm just, uh, I'm just taking some notes over here. (laughs) Um, You know, one thing I've seen as a pattern with entrepreneurs and high achievers is that often the thing that makes them great in business or at making money is is counterproductive in their relationships. Mm -hmm. And and I think that that can sometimes be a hole that opens up for entrepreneurs is like, really, who is that, you know, that lifelong partner or that significant other that really like lights them up and and that there's a, a really healthy and solid relationship there. And I think that's one of the things that we have to dissect and, and, and work on in, in our mastermind sometimes is like, is it a business issue or is this a personal issue? Mm. And so, so that's something that I've seen. Um, and where I'm, where I'm at, like I, 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 there's a book called principles that a, a gentleman named Ray Dalio, you know, published and it, it was widely praised and I, and I think one of the challenges in life and in business and, and in personal development is sometimes principles can be contradictory. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. And, and it's like, it's almost paradoxical. Actually, it is by definition paradoxical and learning to see both sides of when this, you know, when is this principle work and when does it not work and being able right. to stand in that paradox to see both sides of that situation um, is one of the things I think leaders are called to do and to communicate for others. So we're not judging one side versus the other. Right. Um, and I, and you know, I think there's something beautiful in people's desire to, you know, treat their animals really well and to treat other people really well. It's that servant's heart. Right. And, and I think there's also that sometimes that paradox of, you know, selfishness in a way that's like, Hey, let's, let's fill my, like filling our own cup before we attempt to fill other people's cups. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So one, one of the lessons that's continuing to come up for me at this point in my journey is this idea that like fast is actually slow. And when we slow down, we move smoother and smooth is fast. That's so good. That's so good. So, um, let me ask you, let me, let me take it back a little bit. Um, if you don't mind, when I was reading your bio, I realized that you did go through a tragedy in your life, right? So you're 20 years old and you got into, are you okay with talking about it by the way? Absolutely. Okay. So you're 20 years old and you got into a car accident. Do you think, well, I'd like to hear the story, but I also want to know, do you think that that's what gave you perspective or did that come later in life? I think I, I was always like called a wise soul when I met like older people when I was younger. I was the only child. So I spent a lot more time around adults than I did mm-hmm. children. But I yearned for 
you know, friendship and, and to be accepted by, you know, peers and people my age. And so at the, at a, at a pretty young age, I had experienced some success where I started a company, I was on different board of directors for nonprofits. And I, I got, uh, I started getting paid by a, a nonprofit that the president started to speak at leadership conferences, so but at the cool. same, yeah, it was, it was great to like find my voice, mm-hmm. but I also felt very alone and from a Maslow's hierarchy of needs, connection is a more basic need than success and self-actualization. And so I really like, I look back and I I think I sold out. I I gave up a lot of opportunities and and my voice just to be accepted by peers or friends, which Mm -hmm. led me to, uh, you know, partying and and just living a fast lifestyle and surrounding myself. Yeah. You know, it's, it's something, it took me a while to accept and to move past because I felt like those mistakes cost me my future. Um, And then a mentor challenged me and was like, you know, those, those experiences actually qualify you for leadership. Um, And at a certain point I got it, I got in a car accident because, and I'm so not proud to say this, but for, for because I was drinking and, and other things, you know, and I almost died and I'm so grateful that I didn't hurt anybody else. Um, it easily could have. And, and I woke up in the hospital, um, chained to the, to the bed, you know, handcuffed to the bed. And, and I had a real, like, it was kind of a very like powerful experience where I realized I had surrounded myself with a bunch of people that really didn't care about me and were taking advantage of me and that I had to make a change. And I kind of looked it right in the face and told my family and, um, and told, and then went to those people one, almost one by one. And and I was like, Hey, you know, this is where we're at. (laughs) This is where I'm going. And, you know, you're not making this journey with me. And, the way that I articulate it now is I walked those people out of my life mm-hmm, and started mm-hmm. fresh. And it was, it was very lonely for, you know, over a year. And I'd rededicated myself to, to excellence and to school and to actually doing the work. And, um, and mm-hmm. sorry, just, I want to, I want to touch on this point. It, it made me very careful on who I let into my life after that point. And to curate that inner circle very closely. Mm. And, and that actually became the biggest gift in my life. And, and the, the foundation for the business that I now lead was surrounding myself with really quality people. Wow, that's so powerful. You said so many amazing things there, right? Because I have realized as well that personal development. Uh, your life. I mean, yes, because as you walk forward and they can't keep up, sometimes they drop off. Right. So that's powerful though, to like go to each one individually and say, I am making an intentional decision, right. For my personal development, um, which is huge. And a lot of people don't do that. Right. And so they'll, they'll be stuck in like this pattern where they're just, they're friends with somebody they've been friends with for 30 years who has done nothing but keep them kind of you know, pulled down. At least I've met people that way, 
right? Um, I personally don't have that because uh, I have friends that I've had for 30 years, but they've all developed so much even in their lives that it's natural. You know, it's a natural friendship that continued through our personal development, right? So yeah, exactly. So is this what then had you go into starting uh, a mastermind? Like just intentionally saying, you know, I want to surround myself with people that are going to be um, productive for where I want to go in life. Is that what this came about? Well, before I, before we go there, just one thing you said there is what was really interesting to me is even though those conversations happened and I did walk those people out of my life, those people, some of those people, a, a very, a very few of them actually, but some of those people re-entered my life in the future when they were mm. ready to take that journey. And so I don't think it needs to be like a one direction. Right. It's part of leadership, right? Is like sometimes we start by leading ourselves or for me, I, I start by leading myself. And then some people real, you know, have their own timeline and their own journey. And, mm-hmm. and that's part of the hero's journey, right? Is we have to enter the forest at our own points and it doesn't mean that they need to be out of our, our life forever. And so right. I'm, I'm right. grateful that some of those people, you know, started to change their life and, and then we, you know, re-entered my life in, in a different way. Um, was that a natural thing? Did, did that happen? happened naturally for you? Were you, um, were you a little hesitant or was it more like, you know, I see the growth and therefore, um, cause you, you sound to me like you're very intentional. And so I'm just wondering, yeah, I'm just wondering how that, you know, how that cultivated, you know, that, yeah. that re-entering. It was them reaching back out to me and sharing, okay. you know, an update of changes that they're making. And, you know, I'm still hesitant. <laughs> I still, right. You know, it, I don't forget, you know, the past and, and there's there's a forgiveness, but I don't think that the relationship will ever be the way that it, it was. And it's probably mm-hmm. best for both of us. I was going to say that. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's so good. So good. So tell me about tell me about what you're doing now. Right. Because I know that uh, you you talked about how you are intentional about surrounding yourself with the people you want to surround yourself with for your business, for your success, right? Um, so is that how Mastermind started? And if you don't mind, for those who have not been a part of a Mastermind, like what is a Mastermind? What you know? Why does someone want to look into something like that? Yeah, there's a, so there's a few questions there. And yeah, um, the punchline with a Mastermind is that it's two or more minds coming together in the spirit of harmony to accomplish a common goal. So, you know, I have a mastermind with my wife. We're two, you know, right. two minds that have come together in the spirit of harmony to accomplish common goals. Um, I wish I could say that I, I you know, I, I had this idea of doing this mastermind, but I really, it didn't start that way. For me, where it started was really refocusing on the things that were important to me. And that was personal and professional development and mm-hmm. achieving a level of success that I wasn't born into. And, um, and so I started organizing and, and taking on leadership roles in different groups to uh, to organize speaker events. So I would bring in an entrepreneur or an executive or an investor. And I was in college at the time so to speak to students. And that created a lot of opportunities for me. And I real at that point, I could see like 
90% of people, this was 2010. So it was right after the, the great financial crisis or, or whatever they call that thing. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't a lot of opportunities, but I noticed that 10% of people had all the opportunities and 90% of people didn't have any opportunities. And so that was, that was kind of an interesting thing. And then those 10% of people, I started to organize for more speaker events outside of the context of college. And so it was a group of people that were like not lost. They really like had a focus, had a certain level of success, but were continuing to want to grow and develop and, and, you know, and bringing people together. There's like an opt-in, right. Where it's like, Hey, would you rather go drink (laughs) or like go, you know, go party? Or would you rather show up to this event that you don't have to show up to, to learn and meet other people? And so there's kind of some self-policing that 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 just creates. And after organizing a few dozen of those events and learning a lot, I kind of saw the patterns of success. And at the same time, there was just so much good content on YouTube and on the Internet where I'm like, I started getting more value from the peer to peer conversations Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and not to go too deep into it. It was like, hey, like we're all busy. (laughs) We're working hard. We're putting in more time than we need to put in. We're also trying to work out and date and go grocery shopping and clean. And we don't really have a lot of extra time. So what are you doing that's working for you? (laughs) You know, what are you struggling with that I I can support you? Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. those are just very like, it was like pinpoint conversations that created a lot of value versus hearing a story of what worked 30, you know, 30 years ago before the internet. And, and I think it's important to, to learn from, you know, from people that have been successful, but, you know, sometimes I try to tell college students, like, just get off your phone and look up around you because the person that can help you most is sitting right next to you. Yep. Yep. Um, so I was reading, I started reading Benjamin Franklin's autobiography and he created something called Junto for himself in his early twenties. And he acknowledges what an impact that it had on him. And I was inspired by that idea and invited the people that were attending those, those speaker events to, to that format. And it created a lot of value for the people that attended. That's good. And we just kept doing it. And over time I was like, this is what I want to do. That's so good. So, okay. So with all of the stuff happening out there, right? So there's uh, social media is everywhere, right? Media is everywhere. Like everything's coming at you. So as an entrepreneur and as these, uh, those of you who are listening, cause I'm sure your ears are like, wait a minute, let's, let's listen up here. So Parker, how do they know how to find a good mastermind or be a part of one? If there's so much freaking noise, cause let's be real. There's just too much noise, right? There's so many people coming at you with so many different offers and ideas and all these, you know, all these cold calls and reaching out. I get thousands of them a week. It's, it's a lot, right? So how do you find that network? Like, do you have a, a strategy as to how you find that group you want to be a part of that mastermind you should be a part of that is not just noise or a waste of time? I know a lot of these masterminds you pay to be in because there's people there who are very successful and they're not there to play games. They're there to, to bring their minds together, right? To solve a problem or have a solution or have an idea or create a product, right? Um, so how do we find that? I mean, there's <laughs> there's a Facebook group for everything, Parker, right? There's a, there's a, well, a mastermind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you bring up a really good point because one of the things I 
like I, I really believe in this type of format. And there's a lot of things that are called masterminds that are actually not masterminds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, they're, exactly. they're group coaching or they're like a right. conference or some sort of event like that. Um, where I think one of the things that makes masterminds unique is is the frequency of it and mm -hmm. the the connection. Like a mastermind is almost something that now, you know, for me exists 24-7, 365, right? It's it's not like I show up to something once a week or once a month or once a year. This is a, mm -hmm. a relationship where we're constantly sharing updates and wins and challenges and, and supporting each other. Um, the financial component doesn't need to be part of a mastermind. Like people can start their own masterminds. But the thing that uh, the financial piece does, it, it's, it creates like a like a filter for people yeah. like are you are yeah. you serious or you're not serious and and also an intentionality of like hey no i'm really coming here the, the way that we think about it is like what's a question that you would invest ten thousand dollars to answer what's a question that you spend a hundred thousand dollars to answer and most people don't even know what that question is and so right. regardless if they have to pay it or not like how are they going to get that question answered um I, I i don't think i'm actually answering your question though, is like how do people find their mastermind and I think it's almost like the same challenge of like, how do you find, you know, your significant other or how do you find like your friends? I think it starts by just following your nose, like following your points of interest. And, and I think that that takes a certain level of self-awareness. Like yeah. some people are really interested in, you know, things that I'm not interested in, but that's okay. Like that's where they should pursue, you know, their interests or their passions and really figure mm -hmm. out what lights mm -hmm. them up. And then there's usually like circles within circles, <laughs> um, within That's within true. event. Yeah, mm -hmm. and and I I think for me, life changed when I started leading with value. Is learning to like like lead with value. I was at a point in my life where I didn't need to sell anyone anything, and I was willing to in make introductions or help people out without any expectation of anything right. in return, and that. I think attracts a certain like attracts people that also have value to give mm -hmm. and and you know i'm i would always nudge people to even start their own mastermind groups and then there are there are gr some great mastermind organizations out there mm -hmm. that i think are relevant to people when their problems are no longer googleable <laughs> like i would always mm -hmm. encourage people to solve their like be the type of person that can solve their own problem. And then at a certain point, it might be challenging to figure out what that problem is now. And, mm -hmm. and, and, or like, Hey, I just, I've tried everything. I don't know what to do. Something needs to change. Right. And, and usually when the student's ready, the teacher makes themselves, you know, makes themselves available. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably true for masterminds as well. Yeah, that's really, really good. Um, and I like that you talked about frequency, too, because um, I think that's one of the challenges even I had, right? Like I was, I was I'm always like invited to these masterminds, right? So then I go, I'll go to, to the ones I trust, like to the to the person that I trust their character, you know, things like that. But I think one of the challenges is the frequency, there is none, right? And so I feel like, um, they asked me a lot of questions. I gave them a lot of info. Oh my gosh, that's great. And then, so was this a, a, a brain picking 
uh, thing, right? Which is fine too, but then let me know that, right? Don't tell me it's a mastermind and then I never get back onto a, another call or anything because you, oh, I'm not going to do it this month. I'll do it next month. Oh, forget it. I'm not doing it next month. So it's like the frequency thing is important to me too. I think it brings value in that. And it, it it's camaraderie, right? Because now if, if you guys are frequent and you're doing this all the time, you trust each other. Uh, you can say things a little bit more blunt, a little bit more clear um, and get to the to the root of it. Right. And I, I like that you said that not necessarily every mastermind has to have a financial component, but I do like the filtering of it. Right. Because uh, what is that saying? Like if if they pay, they pay attention. Right. So um, and, and I yeah. And they show up. And that is. That's true. I mean, how many free programs have everybody been to signed up for and never show up because it was free? Right. So I am. Um, I love that component of it. I love um, that you that you brought that up, because I think one of the challenges, like I said, is the noise in the world. There's just too much of it. Right. There's too much. And so I've been invited to so many <laughs> Facebook groups that I don't even know if I, I don't even know how many I'm, I'm a part of at this point. It's, it's too many. Right. So I don't even go on them. So what's the point? And I think that happens a lot with the masterminds, too. I get asked to be on a lot of masterminds. Uh, but if you're not going to be frequent, I just feel like it's such a waste for me. Um, so I like the frequency thing. Go ahead. Well, I think it needs to be at least monthly. To, yeah. to be to, to really be a mastermind Benjamin Franklin and his group met weekly we kind of took took the the path from weekly to twice a month to, to once a month and I think that's mostly because of just where we're at in life and mm -hmm, we start mm -hmm. you know, having married and kids like it just you know weekly can be very tough and so we do a deep dive four hours once a month Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I found it really interesting when I when I worked at a I worked at a Fortune 100 technology company, and I was in a finance role, and I I saw that the CEO of the company paid a quarter million dollars a year for his mastermind. Wow! So I think that this is like it's it's one of those things that at a certain point in an entrepreneur or like a CEO or a leader an executive's lead or a leader's journey a mastermind becomes highly relevant to them. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's one of those things where it's like, it's a 10 X return, right? Like, like I, I'm pretty sure being part, you know, it's, it's a, it's a matter of leverage. Mm -hmm. And, and so I, I've, I've heard a number of people that have been in the same mastermind group for 30, 40, 50 wow. years. Yeah. Well, become it becomes friendship. Like I said, there's a camaraderie there and a, a deepness in, um, in friendship and also trust, right? Because a lot of these like uh, CEOs and, and major companies or major leaders or, you know, they have to be in a circle they can trust. They can't just, you know, have information out there that they shouldn't have or, you know, say something that they're super challenged with that maybe someone who isn't at their level would understand, right? So they that, that can bring judgment and all kinds of things, right? So so I agree with that. I think that, um, you know, we really need to be um, kind of looking out, looking, be, being intentional and and surrounding ourselves with people that have that same like mindedness. I'm not saying group think, but like minded. Um, does that make sense? Does that make sense? Right. That totally yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, I, we talked a little bit about my story where, you know, I surrounded myself with people, mm -hmm. that, you know, that that were harmful to me. 
and then you know I had my own role in it too. But those people, we called each other friends, and right. so I think it it led me to really like question like like what is friendship and mm -hmm. and what role does that play in my life, and what you know you, the words that the word that I use now is peer. Like I have a lot of respect and connection with my peers. And I probably do have some, you know, some friends that are my peers as well, but it's a, it's a relationship that's built on respect and trust right, right. and probably not the friendships that I experienced as a child or, you know, as an early adult that, you know, that I still don't fully understand. Yeah, I think you're right, though. I think for all of you who are listening, who are entrepreneurs and leaders and stuff, also surround yourself with people that will elevate you and push you and challenge you. Uh, not that not yes, men or whatever, just like people that really listen to what you have to say. I have to say this to you, Parker, before we close out is. Uh, there's a few things I, I noticed about you that I really, really liked, right? So one of them in the beginning was that I feel like you're such an intentional human. And I really like that about you. But the second thing I really, really like is that you listen. Like even when I said something, you paused, listened, and then you responded. Like such good qualities. So I just wanted to tell you that because I, I, I was very evident when we were talking. So I appreciate it. Thank you for doing that. That's yeah, really cool. Um, so before I let you go, though, I do have a question. So you and your wife are over here chilling on every different country all over the world. Now, you said you were finding a home. Are you saying that you're like looking around and seeing what country and stuff you want to live at? Is that what you guys are doing? Yeah, we're open to another country. Oh, that's so cool. That's so fun. Where are you located now? We're in Prague at the moment. Nice. How is it? It's an adult Disneyland. I love it's, that. It's surreal. Oh, good. Good. All right. Well, I hope you guys find your dream home wherever you land. Uh, if it was me, I'd probably be on a beach somewhere with nothing but blue waters. That's probably that would be my place. <laughs> so. We just uh, we just came uh, we just left Croatia for for a month. So oh. we got we got some of that and you know, I I might be going too deep into this, but what you said right before that around listening. It, I, I'd like to say that that was just, you know, embedded in me, but it wasn't, it's a learned, it's a, something that I learned. Mm -hmm. It's a learned skill because I think for most of my life, I wasn't listening and it really prevented me from connecting with people. Yeah. And, and now my wife and I talk about this is like when people talk, like people will tell you exactly what their intentions are. We just have to listen to them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm really working on becoming a better listener. And I think that that will be really valuable for our future children, yes. for, for the different areas of my life, not just on the business side too. Oh, absolutely. I think your wife will really appreciate that as well. I think that's one of the the things I love about my husband as well, like when I talk, he stops what he's doing. He just likes pays attention. It is such a blessing to have. And so I'm glad that you're working on that. I'm, I'm working on it too. And I've um, uh, in, actually in the midst of taking a full course on emotional intelligence with listening, because um, I've done other emotional intelligence courses, but this one is intentional. It's just about listening. Um, and because we have to listen and you're right, people do tell you who they really are if you're paying attention. 
So you are such a joy. Thank you so much for um, being on the call with me from Prague and, um, and having such a, a wonderful, rich conversation. I appreciate you so much, Parker. And I'd love for people to connect with you. So um, how can people like maybe connect with you on, on, I don't know if you're on LinkedIn or Instagram or whatever, but your social media handles, can you give us that? Yeah, Zachary Parker Harris is is my social media and I'm pretty active on there. And if anybody has any questions, well, you know, on how personal development, business, you know, anything, um, I love to, to support people that are on their journey. Awesome. Well, thank you for being on Straight Talk. I appreciate you. Thank no you. sugar, Nina. That's right. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me and Parker. Make sure that you follow him. I'm going to link all of his information below so that you know exactly where to find him. And like he said, you know, if you have a question on all this kind of stuff and personal development and business and everything, just reach out to him and ask him a question. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. You are the best. Okay. I have the best podcasting community ever. I really do. And I appreciate you guys being on here. Make sure you go on to winject.com slash register W I N J E C T dot com slash register and register for my free community because I want to be really um, connected with you and I want us to brainstorm and be with each other and connect in a deeper way. If you are looking for coaching, please make sure that you also email me at hello at straighttalknosugaredit.com. I work with women and I help them develop that business that they are envisioning in their hearts so that they can win. Thank you guys so much for being here. Love you, love you, love you. This is Dina Perez, Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Until next time.